Hey, FNS Express. We're uh, we're back. We're better than ever. We're stealing lines from uh, popular ESPN sports personality radio show hosts. <laughs> uh, that's Ryan. I'm Travis. Howdy. We're uh, we're uh, doing some FNS stuff. If you're new to what we're doing here, um, good. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're an old friend, we had a, we've been doing this for a long time. We yeah. started doing this uh, five six years ago. Like 2000, yeah. yeah, like 2012, 2013, probably. It was yeah. the first, first year, like in around there. Yeah, four or five yeah, years ago. Right. And uh, I don't know, we kind of, we've morphed it, turned into a whole bunch of different things, had some yeah. friends on with us, now turned, we're back. Turned into a variety show <laughs> It was at one pretty point. much a variety <laughs> show at one point, yeah. yeah. A game show, a quiz show. It was, <laughs> yeah, it's a place to go to get your MBA, it's a lot of stuff. So yeah. we're going to incorporate that into what we're doing now and try to bring you some shows on a regular basis. So, uh, Enjoy. And welcome to another edition of the FNS Express. It may have been a while since you've last heard us, but we are back. We're on the track. We're not even the FNS Express anymore, though, are we? I think I feel like we changed the name, didn't mm-hmm. we? We did. We changed it to the Express. Oh, that's right. We cut out the FNS. Yeah. We got the FNS out. Um, I didn't. It's a little more streamlined. Yeah, yeah. We were, yeah, we were going mainstream with our uh, <laughs> with our name. Yeah, but um, now I don't know. I I wasn't really feeling it when we did it. I thought I did it for a good reason at the time, but then the more and more I thought about it, like no, we're the FNS Express. Oh, so we're rolling with it now? Yeah, I think so. Well, and I know when people still talk about the podcast, they say, "Hey, when you get back doing the FNS," they almost they're not saying, "When are you doing the Express?" Mm -mm. Okay, maybe we shouldn't even. Maybe we should just call it the FNS. Just the FNS. Yeah, Yeah, that works. It sounds like I don't know Urban Dictionary reference, but sure. (laughs) Yeah, it does. FNS. The FNS. Welcome to the SNM show. Uh, okay, well, we are broadcasting live from the uh, boy. Let's call this the Stevens Dojo. It is uh, currently being cooked mm-hmm. from uh, an indoor grill contraption. It was a little scary at first, but mm-hmm. we we are surviving. Where everyone's alive and. If this strangely goes silent, we died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Right. I did crack a window. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I don't know. It, it asks for proper ventilation and says, do not light inside of a home or a camper. <laughs> well. We're not in a home. <laughs> this is not or a, a home or, or a, a camper. camper. So, I, I, yeah. Okay. I'm and I cracked the window. So, I don't know. I think, think we got our bases covered. That's what I mean. And it's, uh, it's slowly getting warmer. Yeah. You have is. You have a direct eye shot of the thermostat over there. I'm monitoring it. Yeah. So, when we reach when we reach uh, maybe 60 degrees, <laughs> or even 53 at this point, yeah, I think we'll you, be. Uh, you can still see our breath, so I mean, <laughs> we're, we're yeah. still adjusting. Although technically, how does this work? Cool. If your mouth, if your insides, if your body is 98.6, mm-hmm. shouldn't you be able to see your breath in anything under 98.6? Um, or is there a certain temperature that uh, and uh, a vapor and air becomes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a solid. I'm certain you're onto something there, but as we uh, 
mentioned earlier in our private text conversation, um, neither of us are numbers guys, so <laughs> I'm not going to get any further into that one. Yeah, no. you can draw your own conclusions. All right. Maybe that's a question uh, when we get further into our season here. Season six? Yeah. Eight? Yeah. I don't know. Um, we can get, because uh, we're going to have a guest, we're going to get yeah. uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to come on and explain that to us. Yeah. Hmm. He'd probably probably maybe not recommend this setup so much. <laughs> Slightly unsafe, but <laughs> other than that, I'm sure he's cool. He would actually just refuse to walk into a uh, garage-filled carbon monoxide death pit. Yeah. Probably, probably a safe idea. Oh, boy. So yeah, all right, we're back though. That's exciting, yeah, right? How about that, yeah. Um, this is kind of a precursor to what we hope to be a couple good holiday shows. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we just we were talking about doing it, and yeah, we decided to pick a date and a time, and here we are. And we're um, for a while we didn't really have the the uh, the the arena to do this in. We mm-hmm. were doing it in my basement True. for a little bit. Remember, I had to turn my heater off because the heater was yeah. loud downstairs. Yeah. And then people would get cold and get mad at me. Yeah. But I mean, hey, no one's getting mad at us out here. No. We might die, yeah. but no one's getting mad at us. <laughs> and I uh, I don't have to turn off a heater. I just have to light a uh, propane <laughs> top fireball. <laughs> Damn, that is a scary looking thing, though. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I told you when you got here, and you were all bundled up, so you weren't quite <laughs> sure how cold it was in here. Yeah, no. Um, I, I told you that I was contemplating lighting it for about two hours. <laughs> but, uh, boy, man, I was scared. Yeah. I, I, I can't blame you. I would not have lit that thing on my own. No, that was the I, right choice. And I actually, I technically lit it with two other people. Because you, yeah, you, yeah. you showed up physically, and then Mike Rudy just happened to call me to... Uh, powwow about some weird stuff <laughs> and I asked him to just stay on the line and uh, he walked me through it yeah. and I guess by walking me through it he just said you're not going to die <laughs> yeah, yeah that was he that said was you, might, you, you might blow up <laughs> or you might catch on fire I said oh, yeah. oh okay I'm not going to die good let's, <laughs> let's go then <clears throat> but yeah um, but we've been uh, we've been doing things we've been working mm-hmm. we've been uh, mm-hmm. raising families and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we've been busy. Yeah, doing good things. Yeah, it's not so. It's not like we've just been neglecting a podcast. We just haven't really had the time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there hasn't been anything to talk about. No, no. <laughs> thankfully, everything's been quiet. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> life, uh, life outside of our uh, personal living space has been really quiet. Like on a national level and world view level. <laughs> Man, it I, is. I don't crazy. even. What, where do you even want to go from here? I mean, what? Well, here I, I told you this when we were when we were uh, texting back and forth last mm-hmm. night, I said I am still, like, the psychology of it, I guess, from my end. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just because I don't ever think I'm wrong. Like, maybe it's a selfish <laughs> sure. thing. Sure. But when you had mentioned, and it was one of the last times we did the show, at the old uh, Stevens Dojo, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the bar scene, we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about the election, and at the time it was still the primaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Democratic and Republican primaries were still yet to be decided. And you told me... You said you were voting for Bernie. You're a big Bernie, uh, oh, yeah. Bernie fan. Definitely. And uh, you said, yeah, Bernie Sanders won't win the primary, and I'm afraid if he doesn't win the primary, Hillary's going to face Trump in the national election and just get steamrolled. And she'll lose, yeah. Yeah, and I said, first of all, Trump's not winning that primary. <laughs> and Bernie yeah. Sanders may still win the nomination. Yeah, he still had a shot yeah. at that point. Um, so, so your plan... Or not necessarily a plan. Definitely not my plan. <laughs> your uh, your premonition kind of came true to a sense, and uh, you were right. I mean, he steamrolled her in the electoral, 
and uh, she's won the popular vote, but obviously yeah. in a national election like that, that doesn't, doesn't necessarily yeah, matter. Right, it doesn't translate. <laughs> so that's crazy, though. But like, how did you have that, like the uh, the the foresight, I guess, to to see that? <laughs> like, what what did you base that on? I guess. Well, um, I've never wanted to be more wrong right. about anything. Um, but as far as that goes, it was just uh, you know you could see that there was this underlying current that, or maybe I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm some no. soothsayer here or anything, but. <laughs> I just was getting that feeling like there were a lot of people that were planning on jumping off the deep end. <laughs> and uh, But more than that, though, it's just Hillary is so damn polarizing. Like, mm-hmm. Some people just would vote Democrat down the line, whoever else would have been nominated. Yeah. But because it was her, they either A, stayed home, or B, just voted for Trump because they don't like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's crazy. I mean, I didn't realize at the time, and maybe I was kind of caught up in the whole first woman president thing, even mm-hmm. though I never thought I was, but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like subconsciously I was. Yeah. Um, that I saw, I thought to myself, it's going to be closer than what people think, but mm-hmm. I still, like, and I, I was worried. Yeah. Like, going into the actual election, but it's still like 51% possibility, or 49% possibility of him winning. I never actually thought he would win the well, election, and it's... I mean, you still, like, coming into the thing, you're looking at it like, how many scandals came out before mm. the election and you're just like okay that's the that's that, the one yeah. that's the final that's gonna be the, the dagger coffin. the one that actually i mean takes he's out. grabbing women by the pussy come on yeah who's voting for this guy yeah it's i know insane i know There's... i remember like a week or two after that video came out um the you know tiff has a lot of clients from all walks mm-hmm. of life all different yeah. kinds of people and she like there's women older women coming in and telling her they're voting for trump and i'm like how is this still happening? How can you know. listen to that and say, oh, that's the guy I want to represent right. us on the world stage? Yeah. Get out of here. But then and then people said, oh, he'll change. Oh, and, my God. Seriously. And he's not yeah, the, he it's has not really changed. that bad. He's a hundred times worse. He'll drain the swamp. And that, that was the funny thing. Like, he'll go, he said, he goes out and he says, I'll make America great. Um, bringing coal back, we're bringing jobs back to America. Yeah, I'll bring gonna, coal back. Come all on. this, all this stuff that he was saying. Like, everyone thought, like, oh, yeah, see, he's a businessman. He'll do all this. He's not, like, your typical politician. Uh, but in reality, like, every worst. politician since the beginning of time was promising those same things. Yeah, They right. just weren't doing it loudly, rudely, obnoxiously, and, like, inappropriately, well, I guess. And to be totally honest, like, his lies are so outlandish, you have to believe him. Because who the hell <laughs> in 2016 is going to claim they're going to bring coal back? Unless yeah. you built an, a DeLorean the size of the country <laughs> and went back in time 40 years, you're not bringing coal back. Man. Get out of here with that he shit. He really did want to go back to, the, he wanted to take the country back to the 1950s. Yeah, that's no joke. Man, it is so wild. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, but yeah, like, it's it's been crazy. I mean, anyone that's listening to this has at least... A, and I actually think that's kind of one of the crazy things that he did, too. Like, he put politics on a national stage like it's never been before. Mm. Like, there's been people that... Everyone follows politics, I guess, enough. But the only time you really turn it on, like, NBC News or Fox or CNN for some of these people is if, like, something flashes, like, big-time breaking yeah. news. Yeah. And boom, now you turn it on. And then it's, like, water cooler conversation the next day at work. And then after right. that, you kind of forget about it. Right. But this is literally every day. Like, this is something new every day. And it's so hard to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> it, it truly boggles the mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> when we were talking about it, I didn't even know where to start with this conversation. Because 
all the issues bleed, bleed into each other. It's yeah. just one, it's just the ravings of a lunatic. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of those comedians, those late night guys are like, oh yeah, we're kind of in a weird way, hope he wins because we'll have so much content. Oh man. And now the ones that we're jokingly hoping for that, have a lot of content, and their ratings <laughs> yeah. are through the roof. And yeah, yeah. I guess they have him to thank. I, um, oh, man. <laughs> I really wish we still had Letterman, though. We need him oh. for this. God, would he be good. Oh, my gosh. He he would be the subject of some Trump tweets, I feel like. He would really... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like Trump would be talking about how, like, Letterman impregnated is... Isn't that who he ended up, like, impregnating and marrying then? Like, I thought... Wasn't it one of the staffers or something? Like, one of the people that worked on Letterman? Oh, uh, yeah, there was... I don't know if he actually... Or maybe it was... Her, maybe he was, was with his wife now and cheated on her with another staffer or something. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Trump would be bringing up weird shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would be, like, the first white guy that Trump ever went after. In media. Or... <laughs> Sports or pop culture. Oh man. So yeah, so that's that. I mean, like you said, I, we could talk about a, a slew of things. I mentioned maybe the tax bill that's probably going to ultimately pass here in the next couple minutes. Mm. But you, I mean, it's pretty time sensitive. What we could dedicate food? an entire day to a tax. Yeah, I mean, what do you tax show? Unpack but, with that. I mean, just a mess from start to finish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's why they have uh, they have the uh, the Pod Save America people now. The well, dudes, yeah. the dudes are doing their thing, yeah, keeping everyone abreast of the things. Yeah, and uh, there wasn't any real like, I guess. No, I mean I'm sure there was, but like there wasn't a mainstream, um, progressive Democrat kind of like talk like that before Trump, because you always had like Rush mm-hmm. Limbaugh and Ugh, like yeah. Alex Jones and shit were yeah. before Trump, um, but they were always like the crazy lunatic mm-hmm. right wing guys. You'd mm-hmm. have somebody mm-hmm. on the left to like really share with you the things that are going on from that perspective. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I love those, the Pod Save America guys. Those guys yeah. are great. I mean, they're they're smart. Mm-hmm. They obviously have a ton of experience actually in the White House, so they know how things work, or at least how they're supposed to work. Right. So right. I like that insight. Um, and they kind of discuss things that maybe get put to the wayside. Like, um, I know, I've, I think it's Tommy is the one that... Um, he brings up like the gutting of the State Department whenever he can because shit like that matters and no one cares and no one's talking about it. Right. Right. No, I know it's and I think what I was ultimately trying to get at with all that, uh, with all of the, uh, the Trump talk and then trying to swing it back into something positive was like, yeah, the late night comedians love him and now we have uh, you know Democrat voices to listen to. It's yeah. it like every time we every time I, we say something about him, like in my head, I think subconsciously, then, I'm like, no, oh, there's something good came out of this. Mm-hmm. Like I got to convince myself of it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh no, I like that. I got to get through it somehow. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. So that's where we're at with things. Um, we uh, I don't know. I think we should incorporate a couple breaks into this here and there just so we can kind of reset ourselves. I don't know okay. if we're ready to bump out an entire hour long show yeah. just from jump. Yeah. And then that way we can incorporate some music and stuff too and see if that's maybe where we want to take the show in the... You know what? Can I ask you something? Anything. Before we leave politics, did you see... I saw a video that juxtaposed basically Obama like greeting kids in their Halloween costumes and it juxtaposed <laughs> Trump. And like, it's not that he even <laughs> did anything, you know, outstandingly wrong. He's just so fucking awkward. He's like such a robot. Th- there is literally no easier press photos yeah. than greeting kids in costume. Like, just be a weirdo. Embrace it. Or don't just stand there and shake their hand like there's a fucking Chinese premiere or some shit. I mean, it's insane. Uh, 
like Obama's, you know, getting down on his knee, talking. Yeah. You know, you can see he's making comments yeah. about like Batman or whatever they're dressed mm-hmm. up as, and he's like shaking their hand and nodding and kicking. Yeah. Oh, come Thank on, you. Man. Great costume. Oh, <laughs> you know that's what he's saying. Good job. Well, he has Good no job. frame of reference. I'm sure he doesn't even know who most of the kids are no, dressed up uh-huh. as because he no. doesn't care. Clearly, you look like, but... you look like Hillary. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fake news, go. <laughs> just coming up. Just coming up. <laughs> so bad at some of the costumes. Oh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Evolution, not real. Get out of here. More fake news. Oh, no, that is what he did. He really did something like that. He did that I don't know if it was that day or the day before. They did, I guess they do an annual um, press pool Halloween party at the White House. Okay. And they let the press pool bring their kids. Oh, boy. And Trump was standing over top of them. Like, the kids were sitting, like, yeah. you know, crisscross applesauce in the one yard. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was, like, I don't know if he was, like, handing out candy, just going through, giving, like, his, hey, how are you? It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny costume. And then he comes <laughs> yeah. back up, and he's standing in front of all the kids. And he goes, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes, all these costumes, very good. Who's back there? Tell me who's back there. And he pointed, like, the press pool was behind them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, smiling, taking the pictures of mm-hmm. their kids and stuff. And the kids turn around and like, mommy, daddy. Oh, yeah, mommy, daddy. You know who they are? They're fake news. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I wish it was an act. I wish he was just trying to be funny. But he's not. God, he just has that one-track mind. Yeah. Oh. He's a robot, man. It's so funny, though. Because it's sad. <laughs> yeah. It's the sadness that makes it funny. And again, see? And that's how we bring it back to the <laughs> All right. So let's, unless, unless you want to, uh, unless you want to make a couple more prophecies here, uh, fun- Funkadamas. I, like the Pod Save America people, am out of the uh, prognostication <laughs> business entirely at this point. Uh, all right. That's probably a safe bet. And plus, <laughs> if the uh, FCC or anyone ever gets this back to Trump and he listens to us, oh we'll be one of the first people murdered. Like, when? <laughs> his regime actually oh, it, yeah. it would become a military state and his yeah. regime actually starts killing people right on. so all right so we'll uh, we'll be back play some tunes and uh we'll come back and talk about some much more interesting stuff like <laughs> sports all right Sweet Sounds of John Tesh bring us back to the FNS Express, and it brings us back to what uh, I guess could be our wheelhouse, some oh, NBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been too long for that music, that's for sure. If you had a, if you, a wheelhouse, now is that something that you're well-versed in and you're well-educated in, or is it just something that you love really, really mm, much? I think it's got to be a little bit of both. It's got to be your passion, but you also can't be a moron. Mm. So Okay. 
so you have to really appreciate it, but also right. somewhat know what you're talking about, or at least be informed. Okay. Um, so could it still qualify as my wheelhouse? Well, I mean, I know who's winning and who's losing. <laughs> I know who the good players are and who the not good players are. I think we could call it your wheelhouse. All right, good. <laughs> I can set a nasty fantasy lineup. <laughs> oh, boy, maybe we should start there. With what? Fantasy? Fantasy basketball. Your basket your fantasy basketball team is terrible, Ryan. <laughs> this is not my fantasy basketball team. <laughs> this is Mike Berry's fantasy basketball oh. team. I am doing my best to salvage it. It says on the website owner Ryan mm-hmm. Funk. Alright. Not CEO. Alright. Not uh, you know, general manager. Okay. That'd be enough. a good role for you. You'd be a good general manager, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know. But yeah, it's Yeah, uh, it's it's rough. Uh, so then yeah. when are you just gonna trade me? Tyreek Evans and uh, Isaiah Thomas. Do you have Tyreek Evans? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when are you going to trade me Tyreek and Isaiah Thomas? When am I getting James Harden? Hmm. <laughs> you always take it a bit too far, don't you? Every single time. Come on. Look, all I'm saying is my three best players are point guards, and none of them can stay healthy. Well, I mean, Isaiah's been out all year. Right. Chris Paul was out for over a mm. month, I think. Yep. Um, now John Wall's hurt. Yeah. yeah what are you going to do? Yeah, you don't have the worst team. I do. Well, you have the worst team in that league, but you yeah. don't have the worst team ever. Like, those are good players. Like, if I was doing a pickup game of basketball, I'd want those three on my team. Absolutely, but that doesn't win fantasy games. Um, I have no big men. Mm. I don't even know who my best big man is, but he's not good. Mm. Probably Tyreek Evans, because he's a forward, so I can cheat and <laughs> yeah. put him in the forward slot. Yeah, that's true, man. I don't even know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I know I have, like, Cortat. He's not good. Oh, yeah, he is your big man. He's your O-trash, though. See, you should. You made a mistake. You should have... As soon as you got took over that team, you should have saw you had Gortat and flipped him to Beckman for, for <laughs> oh, yeah. a decent player. Yeah, it's too late. He's going to yep. listen to it this yep. now. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. You're done for, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, but, okay, that actually brings me to um, something that I had no intention of talking about whatsoever, but I'm going to steal it from the Levitard show. Okay. Um, he, he posed the question, what three – is there, is there any three NBA players – NBA starters that you couldn't pair up right now, like three guys together that mm-hmm. you couldn't pair together or group together that wouldn't beat any NCAA basketball team. Oh, ooh boy! So like he was saying, he was saying, I think he thinks that any three starters can. And then it said, no, any three all stars. And he's like, no, any three any starters three in starters? the NBA. Yeah, like he could just, and then it, and then they compromised, could, and it had to be one all star and two non all stars. Ooh, um, that's tough. Um, yeah, because I mean, some of the worst teams in the league have starters that I don't even know who they are. I don't know where they came from. So, right. Um, and I mean, somebody like you pick Andre Robertson from the Thunder. Mm-hmm. He's a great defensive player, but mm-hmm. you're he will airball free throws, <laughs> three pointers, yeah. and anything else he puts yeah. up. So. I mean, how much does that really help you? In a, are we talking three-on-five game here? Three-on-five, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if we're picking, if, like, the selections are ours to make and mm-hmm. you pick some bum like that, yeah, I think you have a chance. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched enough college basketball. Today. I haven't either, but, I mean, I, you got to figure there's some good teams. You know, yeah. Kentucky, for years, sent four of their five starters mm-hmm. to the NBA. Who, yeah, that's a fair point. But, I mean, if you take a guy, like, and you could see, and this is what they started to do, then they started to cheat. They say, okay, LeBron... 
Porzingis. Porzingis hasn't been an all-star. What? Yeah, that's no. what I mean. It's 2-1-5 and they're winning. <laughs> that's what I Come mean. Come on now. And then, yeah, then you could take basically any point guard in the NBA that hasn't made an all-star team. And mm, yeah. Just going to throw both of them lobs. Easily, and yeah. They're, race they're down, the, race down the court. Yeah. So, but it's an interesting question, and I agree. <laughs> Three on five would be so much fun to watch, though. And yeah, that sounds awesome. It stemmed from that college game uh, that they played. Where oh yeah. All those all those starters first the benches got cl- the bench got cleared <laughs> and then all those starters started fouling. Out. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but yeah, so I, I agree. I think any three NBA guys could beat any five NCAA guys yeah. on any team. Yeah, I mean, I think you could make it interesting depending on how you made your selections. Like if you took two giant immobile centers and right, yeah. I mean, then, you know, you could get creative and possibly work it out. But yeah, you took, I think like, that would be fun. Andre Drummond and DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> yeah, they can't even who don't the go out who court. don't go outside the box ever. <laughs> yeah, right. And then like uh Ramon Sessions. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> or Jared Jack. Because Jared Jack can't shoot, but he's making the Knicks good. So maybe he would actually make like for, find a way to make Hassan Whiteside a three, a three point shooter. I don't know. <laughs> Sasha Vujacic. Oh, yuck. Uh, yes, I don't know. You could find somebody, I'm sure. There's a terrible guard out there that would possibly cost your team of pros against 18-year-olds. So you mentioned DeAndre Jordan there. Where is he going to end up? Because the Clippers cannot keep him. Mm-mm. He's got to get traded, right? Yeah. So where do you think he's going to go? Is there a possibility he ends up with the Mavericks after that whole big <laughs> three seasons ago? No, that is not happening. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? They still need a big man. They're, they're young. They got a lot of cap room. I need DeAndre, to see that. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan still I need good. to see Mark Cuban just eating <laughs> shit and giving him a big hug. I, I think, think the world needs that. He definitely will. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where do you take a guy like DeAndre? Or, yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't even know where he fits. He's got such a, a, I don't want to say a limited game, but he's not, he's kind of a throwback to an earlier time almost. Like he doesn't, he can't leave the plane. Mm -mm. He's strictly a rim protector Mm -hmm. on both ends of the court, basically. Um, yeah. He's like a poor man Shaq. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of similarities. Obviously Shaq was better and stronger and a little bit faster. Yeah. But, I don't know, I guess their games kind of parallel each other a little bit. Is he, like, Dwight Howard halved? Mmm. Hmm. For as much as no one likes Dwight Howard, yeah. when he was young, he could <sighs> dominate near Shaq oh, levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd go Shaq 1, uh, Dwight 2, and then DeAndre maybe, like, not like a full three, but maybe like a three quarters three. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Right. I don't know. That's probably a terrible way of describing it, but okay. uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. And we're probably forgetting like really dominant big centers that were great for a couple years. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, more importantly, where's Lou Williams going? Is he going to end mm. up with the Cavs? Because they need him, and he would be great there. <laughs> they clearly need a point guard. Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't try to get him in the first place. Yeah, he's he's awesome. But Lou's more of a. He's more of like a high energy bench guy too, isn't he? Yeah. He's not really a starter. Yeah. But I mean, well, they could bring him off the bench. It's not like their bench is full of talent right now. That's true. Yeah. And now they got D Rose retiring. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be a good spot for him. I don't know what they have that they could even get rid of to get him, but I don't know. I still feel like they have like a 
Kwame Brown trade exception or something <laughs> from 2004. It could be. <laughs> something crazy. I don't know. Oh, I actually heard, was there a rumor about uh, Tristan Thompson for yeah, DeAndre yeah, Jordan? Yeah, I did, did hear, you that. hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, I did hear that. That's but it kind of fizzled out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't much to it. And I don't know, what are you going to throw in for Tristan Thompson? You're not just, oh, it was going to be the Boston pick. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That got from the Celtics. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. I don't know if I'd do that. Uh, no, I would not. No. I would not do that. No. I don't think that's good business. No, no. Oh, man. Because, oh, yeah, no, there's nothing about that I like. <laughs> nothing. It doesn't benefit the Cavs in one bit. No, no. Maybe for a few games, uh, DeAndre Jordan looks like a complete and total lunatic and goes off. Oh, and yeah. Scores 40. Yeah, I mean, but he, after can, that. he can dominate single games, but mm-hmm. he's not going to win at you a championship. No, no. What's going on with the mess in Memphis? That's what I want to know. Your boy David Fizdale, Fizzy. Unreal. How yeah. did that happen? I don't know. He was he like was... the talk of the town last year. Yeah, they were making t-shirts with his <laughs> glasses and whatever he said yeah. to that reporter yeah. in that post game. Yeah, man. I don't... That's we don't weird. lay down. I don't even remember what the hell he said, but it was good. Yeah. And then everyone loved him. Yeah. And now freaking two months into the season, they fire him. Yeah. I mean, I guess there was a falling out with Gasol, but yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. No, well, I don't... What... What really surprised me was I, I saw and I don't remember who was quoted or if it was even attributed to someone, but I saw that someone at least suggested that the players felt he was a phony, which really shocked me, especially after last year and, and the reception that he got. So yeah, and uh, I mean he was on two championship teams with the Heat. Yeah, as right, an assistant right. coach. Yeah, so absolutely. What's he, what's he a phony about? He yeah. obviously has a record of success. Even if it's only as an assistant. But still, and, yeah. I mean, he took your team to the playoffs last year and mm-hmm. made headlines, and he was obviously a good coach then. But what are you expecting that team to do without Mike Conley? And not that you ever should have banked on Chandler Parsons, but he's right. hurt again. Imagine that. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine such a thing. Yeah, I don't know. That was uh, – that's like – yeah, they're like that weird team where they're always going to be good but never good enough. And yeah, everyone oh, yeah. knows they're never going to be good enough. But yeah. they're not going to be bad, so they can't, like – get a great high draft pick, they're right. always just going to have, like, just the pick. 18th pick in <laughs> yes, the draft yeah. every year. Yeah, like if, yeah. like, if you look, if you actually go to um, Radio City Music Hall or wherever they're going to do the draft at, and you look at the board, it says pick 18 already. Like the <laughs> They've already got them penciled in. Yep. <laughs> so it's crazy. I don't know, every year. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, but you are you like the Grizzlies, right? Yeah, I mean, I I always root for them, I, yeah. but I mean, I like them more when they had Zach Randolph. And yeah, yeah, you're right. We're actually tough, and mm-hmm. Tony Allen. Tony but, Allen, yeah, because mm-hmm. he wasn't afraid to throw an elbow. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So, you're gonna come at me with let's talk about what's happening with the Grizzlies. Yeah. What's happening with the Thunder? It's not. <laughs> it's not good business. I'll tell you that. <laughs> There's definitely some uh, some mistakes going on in there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Westbrook. I love Russell Westbrook. I really do. Mm -hmm. But he is... Their games aren't similar, but the outcome is very similar to, like, Allen Iverson. Mm. Like, he'll put up numbers, but he may shoot it 32 times to get there. uh, It's not good team ball, um, especially when you have Paul George, who's fantastic. I mean, he's a great player. And I've always had a soft spot for Mm Melo, so obviously I was pumped when they got him. Um, and he is mellow, so he is also a volume shooter. Uh, I don't know what they were really expecting, quite, yeah. quite honestly. It and has like, not looked good. 
end, um, like you hear Billy Donovan saying they need to move the ball more. What about this team makes you think they're going to move the ball? Like, Russell Westbrook doesn't move when he doesn't have the ball. He stands beyond the three-point line and waits for something to happen. He doesn't cut to the ball. He doesn't set screens. Like, he just stands out there and he's like, okay, it's your turn. I'll wait out here. Yeah. Yeah, we actually have the game on right now as we do this pod. And uh, uh, Oh, no, that wasn't him. I was going to say, there's a guard out here way past the three-point line, but it was my boy Ray Felton. So. It was Ray Felton instead. He's been watching Russ all season. Well, he had to get those ribs out of his teeth. He's good now. I didn't know you guys got Pat Patterson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, the team's not bad. It's just they're not... It's a very weird configuration. It's not, not really a team. It's, I'm sure they're going to... Put a few wins. They're gonna string a few wins together. I think so. But man, you gotta wonder if they if they're like a six seed and go out in the first round. Paul George does not come back there. No, no. And why would he? I oof, yeah, that's that's <laughs> frustrating, man. Because <laughs> Paul George is way too good to be putting up with this bullshit. Yeah, and hey, shout out to the Pacers. Everyone laughed at him when they made that trade, and they got Victor Oladipo, who's been great this year for them. Victor. And they got uh, Sabonis, who oh, man, I'd like Sabonis I don't know if he's too. a starter, but he's definitely putting up better numbers this year than he was last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And didn't they get a pick out of it, like a second-round pick, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it was a second-round so, pick. So. Yeah. Hmm? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's the NBA, man. They'll figure it out. Yeah, it's like we, the Cavs. The Cavs yeah, started off freaking 1-6 and six or 2-8 and eight or whatever it was, and then they just – now they're on a 10-game winning streak. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, can, I have faith in Felton. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. Do you have? Here's a serious question. Do you have? Go for it. As if the Felton one wasn't. Do you have faith in Billy Donovan? No, not at all. Yeah, uh-huh. no. I didn't think you were a Billy Donovan fan. I'm I was, not. I didn't like the pairing of him with Durant and yeah. Westbrook. Yeah. I thought you needed like an established like veteran NBA coach in there that could handle like big egos. And, yes. And all stars like that. And, and actually. Install an offensive system that isn't isolate Westbrook, isolate Mellow, and yeah. here you go, Paul, you shoot one too. Yeah. As, instead, they bring in a uh, yeah, a college coach who does things like that and hasn't won an MB or a, a NCAA title since two thousand eight. Well, I, well, and I think the problem is, uh, if I remember correctly, and like I said, I don't watch a lot of college ball, but I believe he did have a reputation at Florida as having some teams that move the ball, but. He doesn't have the personality mm. to like steer no. this team where they need to go. No, uh-uh. he's not shouting down Russell Westbrook. Oh, Give me man. a break. No, a man's coming in dressed all fine looking in his, <laughs> in his Russell Westbrook clothing line, <laughs> and Billy Donovan's walking up in his freaking Van Heusen suit. <laughs> and Russ is saying, "Get out of here, yeah. young man." Yep, get that shit out of here. <laughs> they should have just signed Yubi. That's <laughs> how many, if they would have signed Hubie, one, obviously Durant would still be there. And how many NBA titles would they have won? Infinity. Infinity. They would yeah, have until he infinity. died. <laughs> until <laughs> Hubie died. But you know he's going to live to 110. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got at least another 20 years, 30 years of uh, Hubie Brown production. Oh, out of you. man. Seriously, don't. I can't even think about it anymore. Man, he's so good. Yubi, I know. He's why awesome. don't they team him up with Mike Breen all the time? Are you're not a Mike Breen fan though, are you? Uh, I don't hate him. Bart hates him. Bart definitely hates and him. And I don't know why. He's he so thinks, good. He thinks he's um, anti-Laker biased. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's so good watching one of his games because you're watching it and you're relaxed and someone hits a big shot and all of a sudden, bang! <laughs> 
Hey, the bangs come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you know they're coming, yeah. kind of, but you don't completely expect it, and then boom, it's in your face. It's yeah. a good bang. Um, what is going on with their commentating teams? I mean, some of them are... I don't... I think... And this is just a complete guess as it just popped into my head, but it seems to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're probably just experimenting with some lineups. Because mm, I know, obviously, I mean, ratings for NBA viewership has been up on every single network, mm-hmm. but it's still not getting as many views as the NFL. So I'm yeah. guessing maybe while the NFL season's still going on, they're going to tinker with some things mm, and then yeah. come yeah, up with their, their rest of the season lineup after Christmas. Yeah, play around with it a little bit. Might as well. Yeah. I, uh... I, I really liked Mark Jackson as a player. I don't like mm-hmm. him on the mic. Um, no, and I like I think I liked him more on the mic before he was a, a coach, and then now mm. that he came back to microphone work, meh. Yeah, you're right. It's weird. I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, Mama that goes at man used to be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I like him when he says that. And yeah. now he says it all the time, and yeah. it's not really cool anymore. No. And then so. Doris Burke's hanging around. I know. Hey, can I... I gotta get something off my chest. All right. Speaking of Doris Burke. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I try to not be mean to people. I always try to be nice. <laughs> I do. Even people that I don't necessarily care for, or like uh-huh. I'm still, I still try to be nice to them. Okay. Um, I made a comment on Twitter probably five years ago now. <laughs> But it's been sticking with me ever since. And I tried to go back and find it, and I couldn't find it. Sure. But I had said something about Doris Burke was doing sideline work for ESPN, and she was wearing like a shorter dress. Mm-hmm. And I made a very sexist and rude comment about her creamy white legs. <laughs> and I, I feel bad about it. <laughs> um. Okay. So I want to apologize to Doris Burke and anyone else who read that tweet and was offended by it. Well, Doris, I will not comment on your creamy white legs. I will simply state that you are not a good basketball commentator. And that, see, and that's what it was. I was just, <laughs> I was just, there was conversation, I got, I jumped in a conversation, I think it was with our friend Beckman, and mm-hmm. we, we were talking about her, and then I said something about her not wearing skirts on TV and being a terrible commentator mm. all all together. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that was like one of the things like if she was feeling like down on herself and it's like in a dark place <laughs> she went and checked her comments that night and saw that and yeah. was just like <laughs> So I feel bad. I don't like ever saying anything like that about people. Yeah, but. yeah. It's a little messed up but say let me So thank you for letting me share that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for taking the one yeah. minute out of our, uh, our busy afternoon or evening here and then letting me get that off my chest. I feel a little bit better about it now because now I feel like if I would ever run for like public office, if I'd ever be, uh, I don't know, maybe like a senator or representative of our nation, mm-hmm. instead of people coming back and trying to get me for sexual harassment things, they mm-hmm. would come back and check my Twitter line and see that yeah. and get me for like being a chauvinistic, sexist pig. Yeah, well, good thing your apology wiped all that away. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Oh, now it makes it seem like that's the only reason I apologized. Oh. No, I really am sorry. I considered even once tweeting something back saying, and I might have actually sent, sent it, I don't know, about oh me being mean to Doris Burke once and I apologized. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that one, though. I know I sent. I know I sent the rude one. <laughs> uh, 
what what else you got written down there for basketball talk? Uh, I see. Is I, that Starvin' Marvin Williams you want to talk about? I definitely do not want to talk about Starvin' Marvin Williams. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing you have about a half hour set aside for the Sixer talk, but other than that, I'm... Wow, come on. Come on! Who's, who's the better team right now, the Sixers or the Knicks? Sixers. You didn't have to finish. <laughs> <laughs> the Sixers or the 84-76. <laughs> oh, I need Joel Embiid. I'm going to live with him. <laughs> Did he not play last night against? Um, uh, I don't even remember the the Celtics. They played the Celtics. Did oh, he not they play? did play. Because uh, it was a back to back. They had the Wizards yeah. the night before. So yeah, like, oh. yeah. I don't. I don't think he did actually. That's a good point. But yeah, seriously, I want to be his roommate. I want to live with Joel Embiid. <laughs> um, ben Simmons, awesome. When he wins to shoot. You will not be able to stop the Sixers. Um, I know he is going to be really good. Yeah, I was having a conversation with Barry about it. We were watching the game separately on a night, and I just randomly texted him and I said, mm-hmm. "I said, man, this Ben Simmons is great." And I said, "Watch him." And I said, "Just honestly, just from watching him play, and mm-hmm. Bead's going to be great, but Ben Simmons is going to be like he could be he could be like a top yeah he could be like yeah. a top ten talent of all time. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's just great the the potential that he has is. Utterly insane. Yeah, it's bonkers. And think about the fucking Sixers before this trust the process thing. <laughs> they had a decade of irrelevancy yeah. like no one yeah. ever. Like, the Knicks yeah. are bad. The Knicks yes. are terrible. Yes. But every now and then they had some stars and they would throw together a half-decent team and, like, sneak into the playoffs. Maybe as, like, an eight seed and lose in the first round, oh, obviously. Oh, hang on a second. It was within the last eight or ten years that the Sixers were in the playoffs because we were there. We were there, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Can you name um, three guys on that Sixers team? Uh, Andre Iguodala was still there. Okay. Um, I believe you because he would have he would have had to have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was Michael Carter-Williams there yet? No. No, that, no. Was, that was afterwards. Um, yeah. No, just, just Iggy. Lou Williams. Oh, yeah, Lou, yeah. You're and, right. And um, was... Not, um, shit. Oh, they had a bunch Ab- of big bums. Um, oh, they did have big bums. I'm still thinking guard. They didn't have Avery Bradley, did they? No, no. Um, they had Drew Holiday. Didn't they? Uh, yes, Drew Holiday. All right, was on so the Drew, team, yeah, right. so Drew Holiday, Lou Williams, and uh, Iggy. There you go. Mm-hmm. And bum, and big bums, <laughs> big bums who we have oh, yet to identify. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. They had several big. Sean oh. Bradley. Was Ellen Brand still there? Maybe, yeah, maybe or no, or maybe he came in late. I think he came in on like a one year, a one year deal later when they still sucked, mm. and they said, "Oh, this is the locker room presence that they need," mm. and he put up like two points a night. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, Lavoy Allen. I'm almost. Oh Allen yeah, Lavoy Allen. Wow. Now, if you and I were sitting around watching football and said, hey, do you remember when LaVoy Allen was the left tackle <laughs> of the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah. I would have said, yeah, I kind of yeah. remember yeah, him. Yeah. He was the big guy, the big right? Big guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> LaVoy Allen! <laughs> what? Oh, what about Spencer Hawes? Spencer he Hawes, yes. He definitely was. There. <laughs> that team today, in its current capacity, would win... <laughs> 11 games? Oh, stop. 12? Stop it. I was going to say 18, and then I thought, no, Iggy would fall apart. He can only oh, play like 10 minutes yeah, a night now. You can't, can't start. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday would still give you good minutes. Luke could still yeah. give you good minutes. Yeah, Spencer definitely. Hawes could probably win you an MVP. <laughs> oh. I'm not quite sure about oh. LaVoy Allen. <laughs> I'm not ready to go that far. 
Man. So yeah, so Ben Simmons is going to be good <laughs> after all that. Um, oh, they also had... Oh, no, never mind. Nope. No, who were you going to say? Please. Oh, the big, like, 7'4". He was on the Thunder for a while. Big African guy. He had the, uh, like, the little blonde uh, spot. Oh, Hashim Thabit. Oh, but I don't. He wasn't yeah. with the Sixers. He wasn't with the Sixers. I remember. Where did he end up going, though? I don't know where he went after the Thunder. Probably the D-League. Or retired. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that he went anywhere. The Dominican League. <laughs> yes! By D-League, I mean yeah, the Dominican, the Dominican League. League. <laughs> Couldn't even hack it in the NBA minor leagues. Wow. I thought he was going to be good, too. He was huge. Yeah. Couldn't really He's run. scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always think tall, skinny guys are scrappy because that's what I want somebody to describe me as. I've never seen playing basketball. Oh, he's scrappy. Did you see him grab that rebound? Yeah, there was no one near him. <laughs> hey, more importantly, let's talk about the Knicks now. Let's get serious. Yeah, let's. I feel like we should play some Curtis Blow basketball music mm-hmm. underneath. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, underwater music. Yeah, let's, tur- like let's, let's turn on some Curtis Blow. Mm-hmm. We'll play. We'll play this uh, underwater as we talk about the Knicks. What else do you need to say besides Jarrett Jack, though? I mean, I, I don't know how deep you were going, but Jarrett Jack pretty much sums it up. I already brought him up. I wasn't ready to go that deep. I was going to avoid it, but um, yeah, man, he has seriously been like a, a he was like a missing puzzle piece. It's like, <laughs> All right, so yes. some of the most important puzzle pieces are obviously the corners, the entire border, sure, right? Sure. And the middle pieces, which have the picture on it. Yeah. But maybe like third in from the bottom left <laughs> and up one, like that don't. piece That piece isn't important at all. Don't, don't you would do never, boy like that. You would never put that piece in first. It's like the last piece that you put in. He was like that last puzzle piece. But if he wouldn't have been there, there would have been a gaping hole in that puzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. So what you're saying is he's better than nothing. He, he's no. better than no player being there. <laughs> he's better than them playing four on five. <laughs> well, you. you could look at it like that, Ryan, or or you could look at it like he is the missing piece. Yeah, he's, I guess that's what I put on my back on my jersey too. If they did like the MLB did their nickname night, or no, yeah. I think the, yeah, the NBA does that too. Yeah, the, the missing piece. I'm going to tweet him. I like it. I'm going to tweet Jarrett Jack, the missing piece. He's At the, the missing piece. He's the only famous person that ever retweeted me, so please, please do. I got it. If no one has the Twitter handle, at the missing piece, I got to get it right do now. Do it and give it to yeah, him. Yeah, because then he's going to buy it. No, I'm, he'll, I'll start talking about how he's the missing piece. He'll go to get it, and I'll own it. Yeah. And I'll make him give me like a million dollars. He doesn't have a million dollars. No. Yeah, I'd, I'd bankrupt him. I'd make him give me like $150. All right. He could probably do that. He'd have to give me like a cashier's check or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, JJ. So anyways, no, he's good for what they have. I mean, yeah. they obviously still need a real point guard. Frank Nilikita is the truth, but he's like not going to be like NBA good for like about two or three years. Yeah, but he's, um, yeah, he's promising. Yeah, he plays good defense, which they yeah. haven't had a guy play defense since John Starks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really excited about this. And then, now the only thing, well, before we get to the negatives, because okay. there's only a couple glaring negatives for me as a Knicks fan. But, okay. man, let's keep talking about how great they are in the sense of the Westbrook effect. What do you mean? Well, we already talked about how um, 
Oladipo and Sabonis got better mm-hmm. as they left Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And now Enos Canner and oh, Dougie McBuckets. You can keep McBuckets, but man, I love Enos Canner. Dude, I didn't even know Dougie McBuckets could jump and get net. And he is throwing <laughs> it down on like seven foot monsters. I'm still skeptical of this story. Yeah, man, I'm serious. <laughs> Google Dougie McBuckets. Buckets dunks, and you'll get like 36 <laughs> highlight videos. All of the same dunk. Yeah. On loop. No, I've seen him do it a couple times. And then Walt Clyde Frazier goes nuts. Ooh, McBuckets can get down. Or something weird like that. It's so great. Oh, that is good. That's good. <laughs> but they've been great. They've been a godsend. They've been yeah. awesome around Porzingis. Like, Enos Kanter is a monster, dude. Yeah, he when he's in the offensive block, he will mm-hmm. own you. Yeah, he is really good. Yeah, he can score, he can shoot to a degree, um, and obviously rebound like crazy. Oh person. man, he grabbed like 18 rebounds last night or two nights ago. I'm surprised he doesn't average 18 rebounds. He <laughs> seriously, he was put on earth to score buckets in the post <laughs> and get rebounds. He he won't do anything else for you. How did how did they ever play him and, and Stephen Adams? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they, 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 Basically the same human. Yeah, except Adams plays defense. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why they did it. They thought, well, if we could get two of the same guy in there, one plays offense, one plays defense, it would be like one guy. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> they tried to get like six men on the court. It's like, hey, can't play with six. Like, no, they're actually the same yeah, guy. Yeah, he's on offense, he's on defense. We promise Adams will not play def- or offense and Kanner will not play defense. Good stuff. And then Porzingis, the god. He is I, the god, I'm oh, telling you. Dude, I've told you before, if the NBA did a redraft and I had the first pick, I would think long and hard about taking him. Yeah, I, I would love Porzingis. Hammer Giannis. Yeah, oh, Giannis is a freak of nature. I still, to this day, when I see him on the court, it's bizarre. Yeah. He doesn't even look like a human out there. He looks like a gazelle. It's weird, yeah. Uh, Yanazel. A Yanzel. <laughs> I don't know. Stretch. <sighs> um, so yeah, Porzingis is great. I mean, I still get nervous because he is tall. Um, I still yeah. get nervous if when he falls. Yeah. I guess I'm like that with anyone, any big man. Yeah. Um, but man, he is good. Yes, he is. And he's like now he's confident and he's becoming more of a team leader. Like I can, uh, I can yeah. I'll see him like telling guys where to go and where to be and like if a guy does something wrong, he'll run over and grab him real quick. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, he is stuff. the freaking Lativian gangster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's dropping buckets. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Real good. All right, that's all I got for Nick's talk. Oh, yeah, my negatives. I guess uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, I love mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But they got Canner there, so mm-hmm. they got to play him. They yeah. got um, Kylo Quinn, who's been playing really well off the yeah, bench. Yeah, yeah. And then they got to pay that fucking corpse of a human, Joakim Noah. <laughs> oh, just end it. Do whatever you need to do. Get him I, off the books. I asked Ian Begley, uh, New York sports writer. Uh, like, I asked him personally. I tweeted at him. <laughs> Would the Knicks ever consider just buying Joakim Noah out? I know that never happens in the NBA, especially yeah. someone they owe, like, $17 million for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just to get him just off their roster, yeah. and they could like then they could bring up a guy from the D League and, or G League and develop him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on the bigger stage? I don't know. Well, I guess you develop more on the G League. But, yeah, so I asked Ian Begley that. <laughs> no he, response. He never, no, he never responded. <laughs> but that was my question to him. <laughs> uh, all right, so are we doing, um, are we going to go down to a Sixers game or what? 
Ooh, I'd love to. I wish I was going in like two weeks when the thunder. Yeah, thunder there, yeah. We talked about that right before uh, uh, Sledi's wedding. You're gonna, you're gonna have too many other commitments so that weekend. Yeah, you're gonna be busy. I don't think that's gonna shake out. But yeah, I'd love to get down to a couple if I could, but certainly at least one. The um this. The Celtics come to Madison Square Garden December 21st. It's the Thursday night TNT game, Ooh. and uh, I'm I'm really considering just getting a ticket and going up. <laughs> yeah. They're the cheapest one, like nosebleeds, which is not really a terrible seat anywhere in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, is 170 dollars. So Ooh. I said though, if it gets down to 100, I'll probably go up. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Love uh, love seeing Porzingis. Kick uh, Kyrie Irving in the face. Put another mask on him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, got anything else for NBA? Ah, uh, I think that's good. That's probably more than enough. All right, <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a break and we'll be back. Cool. Dry your eyes, my little friend. Ready, get ready. Rock steady when Johnny strikes up the band. They'll be rocking in the project, walking down along the strand. Ready, get ready. Rock steady when Johnny strikes up the band. So that was a uh, we had to take a prolonged break, not only for our listeners to catch their breath, but for you to catch yours. Mm. We're watching the end of the Thunder game. I didn't think it was possible to sweat while you were freezing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty close there. The uh, yeah, the sweat actually turns to ice cubes. As <laughs> yes, fall off. Yes. It goes back to our whole uh, conversation about when does a gas become <laughs> we need to a get solid or a liquid? Here. <laughs> well, he'll be on the, he'll be on the show. I swear. <laughs> Give me uh, like I said, season six by season eight. Yeah, I should make enough connections by then that he'll uh, he'll be ready to join us. Um, so, but we are up to fifty degrees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've gained nine degrees since you got here. That's, mm-hmm. Hey, can't get any hotter than that. <laughs> well, then we're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get too hot. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do, uh, and we talked about it last night, mm-hmm. different things to do, and I said about working some characters in and mm-hmm. maybe bringing Travis to the theaters back. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna, we're going to save it for our next show, one of our holiday shows. And, I mean, there's a whole slew of guests that really can't wait to join us. Not only Bart or Andrew or Seth mm-hmm. and Gresh, mm-hmm. but Trevor. Yeah. Yeah, our, uh, our new friend Tyrell. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's That's... an interesting character. He's from the South. That's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has, he has a, a Southern, what did you call it? A Southern... Uh, his congregation? No, yeah, it was Roy Moore's congregation that uh, Tyrell spoke spoke about. But yeah, he's got like a southern twill. Is that the? Is oh, that a twang. Twang. Yeah, yeah. Twain or twine? Twang. Twang. Yeah. Like clubber twang. <laughs> exactly like clubber twang. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's an interesting character, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Ben Nine. Ben Nine. Ben Nine is definitely going to be joining us <laughs> at need, some point. We need some Ben Nine. And uh, some how old is he? Yeah. Or how old are they? Yeah. Always a good time. Mm-hmm. There's more people now since we last played. There's more people in the world for us to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, before uh, before 
you know, last time we played, we would have never said, you know, how old is uh, Prince Harry? <laughs> because you don't think about Prince Harry like that. But now he's he's uh, he's a mainstream figure again. He's sure. he's in the spotlight yeah. with uh, his his bride, yeah. the American actress. You know, uh, one African American parent, one white parent. I did not know that. And she was married once before. Oh yeah. yeah. How do you think the queen's That's handling that so one? Scandalous. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Nah. You know, you get to a certain age, you don't give a fuck. You know, the queen's just slugging raw wine. Yeah. And just giving zero fucks. Yeah. yeah. Like people are coming in, like, hey, can I get knighted? She's like, yeah, come on over. Her handlers are offended, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as you keep that goblet full of wine, kid, she's good to go. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, I love uh, royalty. Really? You know what? And. and Maybe that's one of the things that I think's good. What's good? <laughs> Royalty. No. Royalty, that's what's good. Oh, no, God. I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. I mean, it dates back a really long time, and there's kings and queens, and mm-hmm. uh, just, uh, you know, the whole... I like looking at, like, the family tree and how it, how it extends. So, when the queen dies, her son, uh, Princess Diana's former husband... Um, Prince Charles. Prince Charles would become king. Mm-hmm. And then when King dies, then William would become king. Okay. When Charles dies, William would become king. But then when William dies, Harry wouldn't become king. It would become William's son. Mm-hmm. The only way Harry could become king is if he killed William's son. Mm-hmm. Which, stuff like that used to happen. Yes. I mean, frequently. Yeah, I mean, they did yeah. it in the movies. <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah. it has to be true. <laughs> Man, like, could you imagine that scandal? Like, that, that that's a scandal, man. Yeah. Like, the stuff we're dealing with over here in America, that's tiddlywinks compared to <laughs> a fucking a, a prince offing his mm. his nephew mm-hmm. to become king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Man. See, that's what I mean. That's why the British parliament and monarchy is so interesting. <laughs> monarchy? No, you're right. It's just Malarkey? Not- it's malarkey for sure. <laughs> it's Mike malarkey. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I find, I find it interesting. That's good. That's good. Let's get into what's good though, seriously, because I got, a, I got a slew of, of what's good oh, here. Oh, alright. Slew's my word of the night. That's okay. like the third time I've used it. Okay. Alright, first one, Deez of Samaro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. You don't yeah. You're, you don't dabble in them though, right? Uh, very slightly, not regularly. That yeah, is, that's my only current appointment television. Okay. I watch it every night, 11 o'clock, um, and sometimes if I'm like not quite ready to watch it, like if I'm not in the m- right mindset yet, mm-hmm. I'll, uh, when it comes on, I'll pause it. You can pause uh, on the on the, uh, the sling, mm-hmm. you can pause it, mm-hmm. and then uh, return to it. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just pause it or return to it. Okay. And you can watch it on demand like an hour later anyway, so. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're phenomenal. They, mm-hmm. uh, they're like a, uh, you know, they're, well, they're the number one show in late night ball bags. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they're pretty good. They have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of current pop culture topics, and uh, mm-hmm. they interview some pretty pretty big celebrities. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they're good. They're on Viceland. Viceland's another mo- yeah. one of my what's good. That Viceland's is, great. That's good. I sure. just started getting into Viceland. You've been into it for a while though, right? Vice uh, and Viceland. Yeah, when they had when Vice when it was just Vice on HBO. Yeah. I mean, I used to watch that show a lot. It was very interesting and informative. They're always going out to mm-hmm. crazy locations and telling you know stories that you don't normally hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it was it was nice to see 
sober journalism, responsible mm. journalism. Yeah, I like it. It's a good show. Um, one of the, and I learned this through uh, Host and Trivia the other night, one of the like executive producers for the entire network, Spike Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Creative guy. Good stuff. a lot of stuff going on there. Um, I'm going to do one more of mine, and then we'll do one of yours, because you only have two, right? Yeah. Jot another one down. Yeah, I have some music, and yeah. yeah, Okay. Um, Pod Save America, we already talked about that a little bit. Yeah. um, But those guys are great. Yeah, Those guys are really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're former Obama... Speechwriters? Staffers. Or staffers, speechwriters. But they were... So they were with him on his campaign. Yes. Like they've got brought along on his campaign. I don't and know the, if the whole crew was there at the at the beginning. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I know some of some them of were them. there, but yeah, yeah. Um. So then, when he became president, he did him a solid, obviously, and brought him into his staff. Now, mm-hmm. is that commonplace? Like, if a president become or if a, a politician becomes president, they'll just bring everyone that worked with them, like on some way or another. Yes. Um. Actually, I just listened to the Thanksgiving episode that they did. Mm-hmm. Um. And one of the questions that they asked was, how did you get into politics? And John Favreau, who's kind of like the, the leader, mm-hmm. um, you know, told his story. And then at one point he said he got hooked up with Obama by um, Obama was just, you know, getting big. Um, I think it was right before he started the campaign and he was interested in getting a speechwriter. Mm. And he heard that they had like a mutual contact. So they met mm. and went from there. Um, so that's why he actually brought him on. And John said that, even after he hired him, he was telling him he didn't think he needed a speechwriter. But um, <laughs> that's right. I've heard him. I've heard him tell that story before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think it's pretty commonplace if they're elected to bring the the staff on it and in some levels. Okay. Now, and here's a dumb question. Okay. Maybe I'm asking for future reference. Maybe I'm just asking out of a curiosity. Okay. Um, so was John Favreau getting paid while he was writing speeches for Obama on his campaign? Like, was he getting paid through campaign funds, or is that illegal? Uh, no, I, I would think he would be getting paid. That's okay. just an expense of the campaign, yeah. I think yeah. that would be acceptable. Okay, all right. I didn't know how that worked. If yeah, you were just I doing mean, it like pro bono, hoping to get a job later <laughs> in the White House. No, uh, I mean, I'm not a campaign finance expert, but I believe he would be getting paid through official okay. campaign funds. Okay. But yeah, okay, so then, yeah, good good information coming out of you then. <laughs> um, like I said, well, just curiosity. Uh, but yeah, so they're great. And uh, they're a good listen to. They're an easy listen to. I would think, and I don't know, obviously I'm biased, but I would think if even if you're not a Democrat and you're not just like a staunch hardcore like Trump's base Republican, you could get into that show. Mm-hmm. I think it's an entertaining show. Yeah. And, all, and it's not like they mix in much pop culture or sports or anything like that. No. It's strict politics. It, yeah, it's, yeah. But I think it's still like it could be an easy listen for someone that even really isn't into that kind of stuff. Like there's stuff yeah. on the right I've tried to listen to. I try to watch Fox News from time to time, but whew. that's not really No, it's it's not informative. I mean you're not getting it. No, anything. and it's it's almost torturous in a yeah, weird yes. way. Yes. <laughs> so Okay. Alright, so what do you what's good over there? Uh well I have uh, about an hour long drive to work one way mm-hmm. um every day, so I have to I have a whole lot of time to occupy. Um, as uh, we discussed, I, I listen to the pod. Um, I listen to a lot of college radio, so um, like hipster stuff, uh, Modest Mouse, Arcade Fire, Speedy Ortiz, um, Run the Jewels. Yeah, the Run the Jewels. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good stuff. Um, so that, I mean, I've always been an old school punk guy, but yeah, that's, that's where my head's at with that. Um, I really haven't been watching any TV. Um, I've been catching some NBA here and there if there's an interesting mm-hmm. matchup one, but 
Um, I've been working my way through the Dark Tower book series by oh. Stephen King, hmm. um, which uh, I used to read a lot of Stephen King like back high school and shortly thereafter. I, I liked his stuff, and then it just kind of got eh. Yeah. You get over that horror stuff pretty quickly. At least I did. Yeah. Um, but I really like the Dark Tower series because it's not normal Stephen King stuff. It's uh, it's a Western and a fantasy, Ooh. and there's all kinds of other stuff going on with it. And it's kind of like a meta-narrative. It's about how to tell a story. and mm. I, So I like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I've just been lost in that for the last couple months just working through. Because, I mean, each book's like, some of them are over a thousand pages. So. Oh. <laughs> so like, um, when do you read when do you because i'm not a reader i'm not a reader um, although I'm, i've been buying a lot of books lately yeah i brought i bought uh shay serrano's basketball book oh i like shay serrano yeah like i might as well just give it to you to read because, <laughs> because been, i'll read it before you oh yeah it. definitely it's been sitting next to my bed for like a month and a half <laughs> i haven't even opened it but so oh, when yeah. do you find time to read when do you um do this? well as long as my co-workers aren't talking to me i generally try to read when i get a break at work mm-hmm. um and then just a lot of times, like, Tiff works evenings slash nights, so a lot of times the kids are in bed when she gets home, so if she's not home, like, by the time I'm ready to go to bed, I just go to bed and leave until she gets hmm. home, because I just, I don't know, once I'm in a story, like, I would rather finish that than start, like, a show or something. Yeah. So, hmm. um, I want to eventually get caught up on The Walking Dead, and I know Netflix released the Punisher series, mm-hmm. um, I really like that character, so I'm, Interested to see what they did uh, with that, but those are the only two things that I kind of have in my queue at the moment. Okay. All right. Yeah, interesting. Because I always wonder when people get the time to read. Because I'm thinking, you got mm. you have three kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, I, I sacrifice. I don't have time for video games or yeah. TV, so mm. I, I substitute books in for right. when I would sit down at night to watch TV. I got you. So once I finish this series, I'm planning on getting into some TV, and obviously NBA will be picking up. So mm. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, I got a couple more. Were those your only two? What's good? Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for what's good. All right. Um, I got Bill Simmons. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, Bill Simmons is, is the stuff. Although it's interesting because he's transformed so much. Yeah. Like when he was at Grantland, just sports and some pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got his own thing and he was just sports for a while. Then he tried mm-hmm. his HBO show and it kind of flopped. Yeah. Um, although I didn't think it was bad. Some yeah, of the, yeah. Some of the stuff I saw. Uh, I just don't think it was the right format for him. That's um, fair. And then now he has, like, his entire Ringer podcast network, which you can go there for. And I think I think he's currently ahead of his time with that. I think mm. there's going to be more of a, a demand for multimedia platforms like that where mm. you can go and get, like, multiple servings of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a great layout. And actually, full disclosure, that's mm. how I stumbled across the pod. Oh yeah, because they, they, they started out keeping it sixteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, keeping yeah. it sixteen hundred on the ring. And I was, I, I just really liked it. And I actually didn't get into them right away. I think I started listening to them like right before they stopped with mm-hmm. them. And so then when they started up, I just kind of followed them. But yeah, yeah that's that's where I found them. Yeah, so he's really transformed. And now most of his stuff, um, and and I'll listen to more of his sports stuff than his culture stuff. But he'll mm-hmm. get interviews on there. Like he had. Uh, I don't know, some magazine mogul who oh, made, yeah. like, a fortune in, in magazine. Like, he's an icon of a guy. I just can't think mm-hmm. of the guy's name. Um, so he's, he interviews a lot of people like that coming out of, like, the pop culture scene and, mm-hmm. like, almost, like, historical figures now. Mm-hmm. And he's not focusing just on sports. So. Yeah. And he's, I saw uh, his boy, um, oh, I can't, I'm not going to be able to remember his name off the top of his head. He yells a lot, and he's a madman. And 
Ah, Gambles. I don't know. What, Cousin Sal? No, the other guy that he would have on a lot. He likes to scream. He's a bit of an actor. Um, <sighs> Loves the Knicks. He always oh, makes me laugh. Um, yeah, sorry. I lost the... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing, I'm doing every listener out there a disservice. <laughs> and there's probably some people who are like, Oh, it's so-and-so. <laughs> but I'm drawing a blank right now. But, um, but did you yeah. see the, the new uh, film that they produced? The Andre Giant Dog. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that oh, today. Oh, man. That looks phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what's good. The Andre Giant Dog. And it's only like a 30-second trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's all I needed. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm Did in. you see that on the one spot? He was wrestling Big John Stud, and he climbed to the <laughs> middle of the rope and jumped over Big John Stud laying down, and it looked like his ankles were going to shatter right out of his skin. That's a seven-foot-some-odd... Oh. 500 pound man just yeah. jumping and then trying to catch <laughs> his weight as he hits so yeah. he doesn't crush another human being. Yeah, right, right. Man, that crazy. is crazy. Yep. Bonkers, for sure. <sighs> um, so yeah, so the Bill Simmons podcast, he's kind of uh, he's kind of morphed into a new character. It's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, what else is good? Ken Burns, Vietnam. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Ah. Uh, I should have put that on my queue, actually. I really want to get to put that. Put it on too. your queue. Yeah. Put it on your queue. It's on PBS. Uh, it's... Oh. It's a masterpiece, man. Yeah. It is a masterpiece. I just, like, I'll just get boogered up. And they're all, like, two hours. Oh, yeah. So I'll just, I'll, like, go to bed. I'll just get boogered up. And I'm like, no, I'm only going to watch half of it. <laughs> I end up watching on You're hooked. No way. I have one more to go. But, oh, it's so crazy. Like, <laughs> if you want to, if you just are, like, a common dude and you want to be entertained, but you also want to learn a little bit about, like, our nation's history, like, mm-hmm. put this on, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is just like you'll your mind will be blown. Yeah. And then like I wake up the next day or like the next night I'm laying in bed like Kelly and I are laying in bed and we're talking <laughs> and I start getting into Vietnam. And <laughs> I, I start acting like I was there. I, I feel like Brian Williams like I'm making up stories like I just got a fire shot at me and stuff. But I'm like trying to explain to her like the level of seriousness and the cover up and the scandal mm-hmm. and everything else that was going on around it at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And she like, she humors me for like a minute and then she's just like. <laughs> Go to bed. Wrapping Done. Up. Yeah, like, good night. <laughs> but it really is. It's so entertaining. It's really enlightening. It's really and Ken Burns has done a lot of those. I guess he's known for his his uh, documentaries, Docu- like actual series, film, yeah. docu series, yeah. actual like film, like real live action film um, from like wars and things like that. But really, really good. So I want to watch a couple I mean, more of his baseball other ones. Was fantastic. Ba- yeah, the baseball documentary series. Yeah, so. So yeah, Ken Burns. Get yeah, him in your head. Good stuff. All right, and finally, um, I got to bring this up now because when we reconvene here in a couple weeks with uh, Bart for one of our holiday shows, I can't, I probably won't be able to boast about this, but you want to okay. know what else? What's good? Okay. Fantasy football. Oh, How about geez. this guy? Huh? This Let me guy. Hey, let's talk about it. Number two in the league. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm winning my division. First time in 13 years I've, <laughs> I've won a division. Are you yes, serious? Yep. Oh, man. In all the years I've been in it, only two people have won. Bart and Greg Hare or Wes Hare. It's one of the, one of the Hares. Maybe even Brad Hare. I don't know. But yeah, my first yeah. year in it, I think Bart won. My next year, one of the Hares won. And I'm pretty sure Bart won it every, every single yeah. year after that. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now I'm so excited, man. I'm just like, and I was, it's, nobody wants to hear about another person's fantasy team. Ever. 
So that's why we're going to spend the last five minutes talking about the Freddie Buckets fantasy football. Oh, boy. No, the last thing I'm going to say about it is it's funny, just how funny fantasy works. Like, I don't study for this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll go online and look at rankings maybe Mm -hmm. the day or two before the draft. Mm -hmm. I mean, watch a little bit more football on TV or something for a day. But no, I don't study this shit. Yeah. And go into the draft, and I'm basically there just to have a good time and try to draft a good team. Right. And... I felt like I drafted a good team. My record sucked, and it was, like, the day before the deadline, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to sell everyone. And I started looking around, and I'm like, fuck this, man. I paid $100. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to – let's just try to win it. Yeah. And now I go out and I win my division. I'm, the the second-ranked team in the league. So mm-hmm. I'm heading into the playoffs, so it's going to be cool. All right. Until I get eliminated the first round, and next time you hear me talk about it, I'll be pissed. <laughs> and Bart will be sure to bring that up. Oh, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was it. That was our uh, our podcast back. Anything else you want to add? Oh boy, I think uh, I think we've shared enough for one minute. <laughs> you're you're freezing. So you're ready to go. <laughs> my feet are cold everywhere. Yeah, else yeah, my that. toes are freezing. Yeah, my toes. Are, but you're you're getting into uh, some more freezing conditions tomorrow. So yeah. I wanted to prepare you for that before Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I needed that. Yeah. Before you uh, demonstrate your Second Amendment privilege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go go bear arms, dude. <laughs> All right, so hey, we'll be back in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll get this uh, get this out to the masses, and uh, we hope you keep listening. We're going to try to keep doing this a little more regularly. So. Yeah. All right, good job, Brian. Thanks, Brad. You too.